Welcome to the Founder to Mentor podcast. My name is Mike Fada. I'm an entrepreneur with multiple nine-figure exits and a passion for health and mentorship. Join me on a journey where I connect with world-class founder mentors to inspire your personal and professional growth. Let's jump into it. Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Fada. I have Adam Brown with me, the founder of Circle Media. Um, if you have a question, put your hand up, uh, come up on stage, do a quick introduction of yourself, uh, ask a question. Uh, Adam and I will try to help you out. This is uh, this is all about help. So um, call some folks up here. I just ask that you have uh, have something in your bio so we know you're a real person. There are some bad bot people on Clubhouse, but... Uh, are you grabbing someone for a question? Well, I'm trying to. Sometimes it's a little uh, strange, Clubhouse, but um, yeah, working on it. Hey there. How are you doing, guys? Doing Great. well. How about yourself? Awesome. Thank you. I'm in London here, so it's uh, it's almost uh, midnight. I'm going to uh, quickly uh, ask a question to, uh, for, for Adam. Um, I, I'm, how, how, do you, how do you keep your energy up? So your, your energy is amazing. It's, it's a, you, you seem very clear and, and it's it's so cool to to see uh, uh people like you and hear you people like you. how do you do that i just i a lot of it is just natural dna like i i just have always been like this um and you know i don't know maybe if you asked me this question like um uh, 13 years ago towards the tail end of being in the mortgage business maybe it was not as hot because i was not as happy but despite all the hardships of clients and client services and headwinds and all that crap I love what I do. I like the good and the bad. I like every single part of it. And so when I feel, I just literally, I, I feel like it's cliche and people say this, but I feel like I like put on a jersey every morning and I get to play the game. And so I'm super jazzed up. And I'm also very conscious that we have one life. So I'm like hyper-focused on just getting as much out of it as I possibly can and not really getting down and not letting the energy wane. Wow, that's 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 very cool. It's very interesting. And uh, and. and- so if, if you touch on the on the, on the part where you play uh, you get the jersey on and you play is that is that a team uh, teamwork and the, the, you do you do you think uh, that the team plays a big role and, and they are supporting you as well like I mean percentage wise how, how much do you think it matters I, I I think it's the opposite I think I support my team I think they play the game I support them that's our model here as opposed to the opposite um, so it is all the team. And I'm like maniacally focused on like their happiness um, so that they can do what they do. And they just use me as a pawn. I am subservient to them 99% of the time. Yep. The servant wow. leadership is the, uh, is, is, is the approach there. It shines through on you, Adam. No doubt. Well, thanks for your answer. That's cool. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming up. Um, I just want to say, Joseph, uh, see your hand up. Trent can't pull. Oh, there you are. Okay. It took a little while. That was a little glitchy. Just one sec, though. Hey, Jolene. Uh, good to see you. How are you? I'm good. Hi. Thanks, Mike. I love your rooms, as always. Um, hi, Adam. It's nice to uh, meet you, hear you, see you. Um, I'm the founder. My name is Jolene Rivera. I'm the founder of Red Belly Honey. Red Belly is the only honey in the world that's infused with hemp, CBD from hemp, uh, by honeybees. And I I really enjoyed this conversation and, and um, appreciate all of the insight and information you're giving, especially around social media it's an obstacle for us being a CBD company. And I was wondering if you have any clients that are hemp or CBD companies at the moment. And then if you could offer me one uh, piece of advice, what would it be? 
Um, we do. Uh, I'm very hopeful, and I said this a year ago and nothing changed, but I'm very hopeful Facebook and Instagram ads will change their strategy and their approach, especially, um, I hope it's on cannabis as well, but certainly on CBD products. Um, it really gives you a handicap, which I think is unfair um, and definitely makes it harder. Uh, we've worked with a few CBD brands. We have one CBD brand now. Um, the only reason we don't we don't actually get more is because of those restrictions. You know, they say, well, if I have these restrictions and I can't play the full game, I can't. I shouldn't really be paying the full retainer to have you on because definitely going to be at like thirty or forty percent off because you're not able to do some of the things. And I, I understand some of the merit of that. But what I would say, and and the answer, second part of your question is, you you can you're still in this business and you have to choose to plow forward. So you can't sort of get mired in that negativity or, or cry about it. You have to plow forward. So LinkedIn, I still think, is a fantastic opportunity uh, to be able to talk about it. There's lots of groups that you can get involved with. You can be a thought leader. Um, you got guys like Mike talking about hemp all day and being an advocate for it. So I think like really being a leader in the space and having like one or two degrees of separation from all the big players in the space. Like everyone should know you either directly or through one other person. And so that they know that you are like super jazz, super knowledgeable and like super long on the category and let people know that you're a buyer of being on a podcast, being in a clubhouse, um, being in a Facebook group, being in a LinkedIn group, being on a, uh, getting in Twitter threads. Like you are Johnny about putting the energy and information about there and being a leader. Cause I'm sure if I had dinner with you, you would, you would tell me all these amazing things about CBD, all these amazing things about your honey. So I think you just need to like work very hard to establish um, megaphone opportunities for yourself to get the word out there because you can't do it on your traditional ads platforms. That's where I would focus my attention. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, a lot of people don't know that I actually started a media company five years ago. It's called Kitchen Talk Media. We're the only culinary cannabis media company in the world informing people, uh, consumers on culinary cannabis. So I do a lot of speaking events um, and I'm invited to a lot of speaking events uh, on behalf you know, of that. And um, I'm actually coming to New York. Um, my first trip to New York since before the pandemic, which I'm super excited about. And also since uh, that you guys recreational legalized. Uh, to be a speaker at Luxury Meets Cannabis event. Um, I think it's next. It's November 11th, so it's coming up here. So I'm really excited about it. So but well, anyway, awesome. I, I do appreciate that. Thank you very much. No problem. Uh, yeah, I would just, you know, and we, we uh, you know, known each other for a bit, Jolene, so I've kind of been tracking along, but I I would say you're, you're, you're doing it. Um, and I think Adam hit it there. Like, what's the megaphone event that kind of like, uh, really amplifies and uh, and just keep doing it and you'll hit that because Adam's point there on saying like he was talking about it a year ago uh, wondering like when the uh, when when the insta meta whatever um, restraints will come <laughs> off and, uh, and 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 I've been asking that question for like 12 years now because uh, even for hemp which is you know hemp hearts which is uh, you know less of an issue than CBD but still much of an issue many times blocked over you know a decade and uh, I don't think that's unfortunately it's either going away tomorrow or it's going to be another 10 years yeah. uh, but the other items uh, i think are 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 that adam that the, the, the gems that adam dropped were uh, were golden so. thank you yeah thanks for coming nice seeing you hey brad welcome thank you so much mike i appreciate it um and first and foremost thank you so much to you and greg for putting together such a widely comprehensive resource to nascent cpg founders and the uh, bata fleischman 
Dropbox. It's been invaluable uh, to me. So um, many, many thanks on that front. Maybe Adam can uh, drop some knowledge in there at some point too in the, in the uh, social media folder, uh, maybe sometime in the future. That would be great as well. Um, so thank you on that front, Adam. Um, I will, I'll leave the questions about the future of Jim Harbaugh to another conversation, but we share a bunch of contacts uh, just by virtue of the Michigan Connect. I'm a Michigan guy. I went to Michigan State, so I will not gloat on this call. But my question to you is, um, effectively, as someone who is kind of been working in the background in stealth on a new CPG product, um, <clears throat> who's also been in real estate, so I can empathize with uh, your uh, experience, too, in the mortgage industry for 10 years, and thank you for that authenticity around uh, basically saying how much um, how difficult it was, and now that you found alignment in the uh, CPG space, tip of the hat for making that pivot. I'm sure it wasn't easy because the money was probably good, and now that you found kind of value alignment, I take a lot of inspiration from that, <clears throat> being someone who's going to be doing the same thing here uh, right around the corner. Um, so, Adam, uh, effectively my question for you is, as someone who is trying to make this transition and learn as much as humanly possible. I'm a human sponge right now. Luckily, I have a, a co-founder who is a rock star in the CPG space, um, and uh, she's going to be such an asset to me moving forward. I bring the skills of kind of sales, communication, fundraising, et cetera. Um, but moving forward, I want to learn as much as possible, and particularly about the social media space. Philosophically, where do you go from? Yep. Yeah, Brad. Just, just yeah, and I, I know because it'll get harder. It'll get harder the more that you share. But just ask the question as a one-liner, and then and then we'll jump into it. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, just philosophically looking for resources on the social media front from a strategic standpoint. I follow like Nick Sharma and people like that. But if you have any advice in terms of um, of that, that would be fantastic. Just in terms of education. You got it. Um... So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Nick Sharma's a great one for D2C. He's probably the best in the game, so that's a good one. Uh, definitely, if you're, we're not already connected, connect with me. I, I do a 365-day series where I give a social media insider tactical tip literally every day. Um, I also have a podcast. Uh, it's on all podcast platforms called Inner Circle with an S. Um, and I do two or three a week that are just like straight-up ninja tactical warfare type stuff for social media and specifically for CPG. Um and uh, I think that obviously those are really, really good resources. I think that the um, In the Sauce podcast by Ali Kane, she's the founder of Haven's Kitchen, it's probably one of my favorites. I like it because uh, different than uh, Wayne Wu's podcast or uh, like Unfinished Biz or How I Built This, where you're like, they had this blowout success story and you sort of know how the story ended. I really like that some of these brands might not make it. Um, some of these brands are still early stage. And then she also will have service providers. I was a guest. Um, she'll have people around retail. She had a really good interview with social nature the other day. Like that's a real good treasure trove to just like find like real awesome interviews. And Allie is awesome. So if you reach out and you're like, Hey Allie, awesome podcast you had with XYZ name. Do you think you would make an intro? My guess is she'll be like, absolutely. And now you have a warm intro and I would just hit them. Like you made a really good point about X. I thought this was fantastic. I had some follow-up questions. Not only will you learn, but you will bank a warm connection, which is gold in this industry. Awesome. I, I really appreciate that. And, and one follow-up question, Adam, 
for a company that's bootstrapping, where on the kind of the process or on the kind of timeline would that company engage with Circle? Um, we, yeah. So we, I say we tend to make sense for brands once they're approaching like the $3 million in revenue mark. We, we charge 7500 per month as a baseline retainer. And we do that to be comparable to like a $90,000 brand manager. Because I realize the, the debate for a brand that has like a real business and real momentum, once somebody has made the threshold decision that they're like, all right, we need to upgrade the hodgepodge and we need to have like a real plan with real people, it's either going to be an internal person, and I think a lot of brands lean that way, or an agency like ours. So I wanted to take price off the table. So with price mm -hmm. off the table, because we're compared to maybe like a three-year uh, veteran uh, brand manager type salary price point, once we take that off the table, it's a no-brainer. Now, if a brand is no revenue or under a million in revenue or just eking out to a million in revenue, I would say to them, as much as my spiel is good and as much as we could probably help, it just wouldn't make sense to have on your P&L a $90,000 allocated salary just for social. So you're probably a little bit too early. So just answering your question, it's probably around that threshold where we start to really make sense. Unless the brand is you know, super well-funded out of the gate um, and wants just like killer people from the jump, then we could make sense, but that's not what you asked. Perfect. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Hey, that was, yeah, thanks Brad. That was gold, Adam. And, and I think, you know, the, uh, the 3 million bucks of revenue, 90 K kind of like to get you guys at least supporting that 3% spend makes it pretty easy on the right brand holders. So I think that's uh, smart. Um, but I think maybe the audience kind of got the taste of that too. Cause I think that question does come up of like, how much does a founder do themselves or, you know, or, or, and when is the business kind of ready? Um, cause there's people that, you know, have a half million dollar, million dollar company or something and they want to, they want to like make that higher, which uh, can just be too, too early. Really. Totally. Yep. We, uh, I think we'll have time. I told that Adam that, uh, I'd have him out here for eight fifteen for sure. Um, and, and Joseph, uh, you're up next, but, uh, if anyone else has a question, we'll probably have time for, for one or two more. Um, and uh, just put your hand up and you can you can come up on stage. Uh, Joseph, uh, how are you? Welcome. Uh, great. Uh, thanks, Mike. And um, I work with a company called Real Vision Foods. We're based just outside of Los Angeles. And fundamentally, we're a contract manufacturer exclusively in the plant-based uh, space. So we do meat analogs. We do dairy analogs, fermentation. Uh, we also do healthy snacks. So a pretty big uh, cross-section of products uh, for various typically venture-backed companies that are in the in this uh, plant space around dairy and meat analog. Uh, the primary reason for my uh, query is that some time ago I bought a brand that at one, at one time had a pretty decent following. It was in 1,500 doors. Perhaps some of you may have remembered. It was originally under the auspice of Two Moms in the Raw, and then the name was changed to Soul Sprout. And it was really a kind of a health, healthy snack bar. There was some nut butter applications. There was a cereal. There was a cracker. Uh, and it was built all around this uh, technology of sprouting and how it enhances bioavailability and digestion and better for your health because it accentuates protein and fiber and, and actually consumes uh, carbohydrates, et cetera, in the process. But I still own the brand, and it's just kind of laying there. I haven't done anything with it, and I'm just trying to get a sense of 
the degree of difficulty of actually resurrecting or benefits of resurrecting an old brand that, you know, at some point had, you know, 12 DCs, uh, AKE, you, you know, that kind of a scope. We did a little bit of club work, uh, but mostly Whole Foods and a lot of independence five to six years ago. But uh, I'm still a proponent around the technology um, and the method of sprouting and using fermentation and doing some interesting things from a health perspective. So just kind of opening it up to what about this idea of resurrecting an old brand? Is that more difficult than actually starting a new brand, uh, et cetera? So I'll go offline. Yeah, too, and that was uh, Shari Lightage, right? That, she was part of that? It, yes, it was, exactly. Yeah, yep. I, I've spoken to her uh, somewhat recently. She's, she's yep. great. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it comes down to is there any equity in that brand? Um, it, you know, meaning do people know it? Were people fans of it? If I heard about it tomorrow, would there be a certain people, amount of people that would be, like, uh, lit up and, and have a mm-hmm. positive emotion about it? And if you still own the social handles and, and the, like the IP behind it, then yeah, go for it. You probably starting rounding first base as opposed to just starting from complete scratch and doing all the setup work. Um, but if it's been that long and no one knows about it um, and there's really no equity and you're not on any store shelves, um, you might not be terrible to have a, a, a new brand and a new initiative. The problem is new brand, new initiative is, is a big thing. It's like putting right. together the branding and the packaging and all that narrative. So it's a function of time, dollars you have to invest. I'm usually a fan of going not not cheap and like and like bad, but like lowest possible cost with biggest possible outcome when you're starting, um, so that you can do hand to hand combat and get some proof of concept before investing. So it sounds like it might be resurrect versus start fresh. Uh, just my quick take. When when you suggest lowest cost for highest outcome, give me an example of what that kind of approach would be i just feature a lot of brands like you know as you can imagine i i i i I court so many brands and everyone thinks their brand's the best and you could almost tell very quickly whether the brand's a dud or the or the jerk or the jockey's a dud or they're both Mm -hmm. a dud um you can almost just tell uh and i don't mean that as a disrespectful way and i'm I'm also speaking quick because we're we're sort of getting towards the end here but you could sort of just um tell um, and they get caught up in like, they've already done two branding exercises and two package redesigns. And it's like all this time to just like, just get it out there in the market. See yeah. if people yeah. like it, speak to people one-on-one and just ask. So this is why I think it's important to have email and SMS now or email 10 years ago, like bring it back to life. See if anyone opens right. the email, see if anyone responds, ask around, you know, Gotcha. Um, look at the market, uh, see who their competitors are now, reach out, to DM them, be like, hey, I don't know who the competitors are, but, you know, hey, hey, I see that you like Brand X. Did you know that we do something very similar, but this is mm-hmm. our approach to it? Mm-hmm. Just go hand-to-hand combat with minimal, and then if you get some, some lights that go off and you have some, yep. like, sparks, then I think you can really start to invest more dollars in input. But doing it all first, I think, is like um, putting off the inevitable. It's just like procrastinating. I, I always think you should go faster and then figure it out as opposed to waiting till it's perfect. Right, right. Yeah, that's good feedback. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, the only oh. thing, the only thing I'd add there, you know, from my experience is I uh, I'd rather for sure off of a startup and a resurrection is probably a startup at two point um, mm-hmm. Let the let the product drive the brand um, in the start, and not the brand drive the product. You know, that can happen after when you establish a brand. But um, uh, and that's I, I I've bought two moms in the raw uh, crackers or something, uh, back mm-hmm. in the day for sure. Um, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I think it's it's hard unless you have unless there actually is a measurable asset value there. Right, right. That's right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Joseph. It. Yeah. Thanks. thanks for sharing. I think thanks. there was some good information came out of that one. So, uh, thanks for yeah. coming up. I'll give the last call if anyone has a question uh, for Adam or I. Um, and I will take the opportunity to uh, to do an advertisement for fatafleischman dot org. Um, uh, if you don't know about it, uh, it's a free resource tool for entrepreneurs. Uh, Greg Fleischman and I started the project earlier this year. Uh, it now is a self-serve website that has uh, many of our forms and, and tools and templates um, and educational materials uh, f- as for entrepreneurship and, and really specifically for CPG and, and natural product CPG. Uh, and uh, and Greg and I are, feel like we're just getting started with that. So I think you're going to see a whole lot more as we uh, as we add more to it, and including, and I thought it was a great uh, idea there, Adam, that uh, that I get you to uh, to, to contribute some uh, some education materials or something for uh, for the work that you do because you're super passionate about it and smart, and uh, it'd probably that'd probably be wonderful. You know, I'm game. Just let me know what you need. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, uh, anything else uh, that you want to share before we uh, we start to wrap up? Um, I, just, I really appreciate this. Uh, I saw, like, I just quickly checked LinkedIn. I saw a bunch of people just connected with me on LinkedIn. So I'm assuming some of you are from this, which is awesome. It's great to connect with you. Anyone that wants to have a one-on-one direct dialogue, like DM me there. We can definitely do that. Um, and I would just say, like, make sure you have your 2022 plan and that it's like pragmatic and like realistic for whatever you're looking to do in the first quarter. A lot of people think about their 2022 budget now. They're thinking all year. They're like writing it in stone. I think you should really attack uh, Q1 with vigor. Think about what would be like three major wins for your brand or for your business. Um, and like put those down on like your calendar. Have them like every morning go off and like every night. Uh, and then just do a scorecard of like, did I do anything or did I do enough to move myself forward in any of those three measurable categories, whatever it might be? Uh, and if not, don't beat yourself up. Just go about it the next day. Just make sure one of the things you do first is that it'll just keep you on task with all the craziness and the logistics and the bottleneck at the ports and all this crap we have to deal with in this world. Just staying hyper-focused on your like a few major attainable goals, be it via social or not, I just think is a really good practice. And I think brands, um, they get so um, abstract and they get all over the place that they don't get back to the brass tacks and, and do that. So that would be my parting advice is that everyone does that starting now. Don't wait till January for your resolution. Start now and then hit the ground running in January. Oh, that's awesome, Adam. I'm, 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 I, I love that you, uh, that you took the opportunity for closing remarks uh, that you deliver both motivational and tactical uh items for uh, for everyone that's listening so that's uh, uh that's awesome um and and you said it already and i'm glad that people are already connecting with you uh linkedin you're active on linkedin in 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 many different ways uh as well as your podcast inner circle um and or direct with you through uh, circle media if anyone uh, wants to get in touch um and uh um well thanks so much uh you know adam i i um 
I, I know that uh, time is limited and time is valuable. And so I appreciate your time uh, and value your time. Thanks so much for, uh, for participating. Um, and uh, I'll follow up on some of those uh, other items. So look forward to that. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And thanks to everyone that I didn't hear from for listening. I appreciate your time. Have a good night. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Founder to Mentor podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to check out the links and resources in the show notes. You can help the show, please, by subscribing and leaving a positive review. As always, feel free to get in touch with me on social at Mike Fata. That's it for now. See you next time.